This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we are continuing to walk through the Long Hollow Revival and what God is doing here at Long Hollow. We have continued to be blown away by God's move the, the amount of people being baptized, the amount of people uh, just repenting, coming to Christ. And, and once again, want to point out that there is no strategy or method that we have for revival. We are trusting and praising God for what he's doing, and we're just trying to press in. And as we share this story, we've heard feedback from a lot of you listening about what God is doing, how it has encouraged you at your church. We're beginning to even hear stories pastor from other churches who are experiencing some of these same things. And we shared that last time in talking about going to another church uh, in another area, Cross Church. But what we want to talk about today, we've got a guest. uh, We've got a guest here on the podcast, which is a rarity. Our first guest. Our first guest, maybe not our first. No, since the revival. Since revival, yeah, this is our first. First revival guest. We've been hesitant to bring people in, mainly because we talk a lot. We don't know if there's any room for another conversation. <laughs> we warned him. We warned him already. He may not get much we time. We promise to keep it in a timely no. fashion as normal. But today we want to talk about the revival goes online. Revival goes online. And so to do Digital that, revival. Digital revival. That's right. We, we wanted to bring in uh, Andrew Bolton, our digital pastor here at Long Hollow. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. I was trying to say, hey, a minute ago, but you wouldn't let me get a word in there either. That's what I'm saying. It's he hard. normally does. I just let him kind of get going every podcast, and then when he's finished, I kind of jump. <laughs> Usually when I'm finished, I do nothing but laugh. He's done, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, he, he gives his long intro, and then he's done. I've got, right if, if I were to have a script for this podcast, it would be yes, mm-hmm, that's good, and a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> and that's and that's gold, though, by and the way. And that is what I bring to the table. You bring a little more than that, actually. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the, the digital revival, because mm-hmm. I think the online component is a huge part of what kept this move of God going. Right. I mean, I really believe that, because let's take you back for those who are new or just uh, or maybe forgot about how this thing unfolded. Ten months of sitting, nine and a half months of sitting with the Lord on the porch, mm-hmm. and um, really... It wasn't an audible voice. I didn't hear the Lord. I want you to get people. I, I, just, I was just with some pastors. He said, how do you hear the voice of God? I said, have you ever got a strong kind of premonition or a feeling of a name mm. like Andrew Bolton? And it comes out of nowhere and you think, well, I hadn't, or Robert Hutchison. I never thought right. about Robert. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you realize, okay, I wouldn't think of that. That has to be the Lord. And then you pray for the person. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about, yeah. I'm not talking about some esoteric, you know, otherworldly kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about that's what I felt. I felt like we needed to do spontaneous baptism. So follow through on December 20th. Um, we baptized 99 people. And then after that, it was all digital. We're like, okay. And from revival history, I thought you have to have a specific place, specific time, specific setup mm. of revival for God to move. And God really just broke the mold for us. And we met the next week. And I remember you and I take you back to that week. It's December 27th now. Mm. It is, uh, I'm not even preaching, which is even more amazing that the next week yeah. after the revival starts, I take off because I plan to take off. Now I didn't want to take off yeah. because you know me. I'm just I've been waiting my whole life for this thing. What am I doing? You know, but the 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 staff came to me and said you have to take off. And and and, and it's another reminder that this thing is not about me. It's right. way bigger than me. It's way bigger than Andrew yeah. and the online ministry. And so we had a guest preacher 
a guy named Lance Brown, who's a chaplain for Vanderbilt, has a ministry to Vanderbilt mm-hmm. Athletics. And uh, you and I, though, did the opening uh, pre-show. service yeah. Tell us about that. Let's that start there. What happened there, and let's take it from there. Uh, do you want to know if you were my favorite co-host I've had? or yeah, If you want. If you okay. want. We'll talk if, about that If you later. want so, to. <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, so I remember when we went completely online, we're thinking, okay, we've seen God do this incredible thing, and now our building is closed. <laughs> and you're only in the building if you're a couple staff members or if you happen to be here to get baptized. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the weeks that followed that, we were blown away week after week after week, the people who were showing up to be baptized. Uh, and, and it just blew me away. And I, I remember when we first stepped into this digital intentionality that we started here at Long Hollow, mm-hmm. like everybody else, COVID hit and like a flip of a light switch, we got to figure out, okay, how do we do ministry now? Mm-hmm. And up to this point from, from when COVID happened to when we're talking about now here on December 27th, uh, I was extremely overwhelmed with digital ministry. Mm. Uh, for a decade, I have—I was a student pastor, and I'd done ministry one way, and I had no idea what this looked like. But now I've started to realize that I was over overcomplicating it. And what we're going to talk about today, it doesn't have to be hard, and is not mm-hmm. so much different than than mm-hmm. maybe what you're doing right now in yeah. whatever ministry capacity that you're in. Uh, but God, you know, is not limited by uh, a screen. You know, he is not limited yes. by being inside four walls of a building. Yeah. And it's just been unbelievable just kind of seeing the stories unfold mm-hmm. um, as this revival has happened. Yeah. So people, w- what he's saying is, so we didn't have an actual service where people could attend because right. of COVID. We were right. leading the country at December 27th, Mark. Mm-hmm. We were leading the entire country in the state of Tennessee with COVID cases. Yeah, right. that's not the top 10 list you want to be. No, no, no. no, that's not what we want. And then we told them, stay home home the week before the 20th, and then we're online for a month now. Right. But what we did say was this, if you feel compelled by the Lord to follow through with baptism, yeah. we're going to open the baptistry up and then I'll baptize you after the service. Just right. drive in. Yep. And I'll never forget week two into that, a guy steps in the tank and he's from Montana right? and his brother's from where? North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> and that's when I thought, okay, this is really way bigger than what we can imagine here. And I asked them, yeah. you know, why would you come here? You could be baptized in Montana. Right. And what they said is we've been connecting with Long Hollow now for months and months online. And we feel like Long Hollow is our church home. Right. And so we flew in. We we bought plane tickets. These were two brothers. Right. Remember, bought plane tickets, flew in. And they said, and here's the line, the spirit compelled us to come here. Yeah. We had to come here to be yeah. baptized. And that's when it clicked for me too. So that was Daniel and Dakota. So Daniel's from Montana, mm-hmm. Dakota's from North Carolina. Uh, Daniel, it's unbelievable watching what God's doing in his life. Now, not only is he a member of our church, he's serving with us. Like he is doing so much, even though he doesn't live here. Uh, but when those two brothers flew in to get baptized, that's when it really clicked with me. Okay, God's doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, forever it has been limited to the walls of this building, but now there's no more limits. On well, the and, and think about it. Those guys have never been to the campus mm-hmm. physically other than to be baptized. Right. Yes. And they're and they're fully engaging with the church. Which they are is fully so engaging. Yeah, see what we're seeing with COVID and you could speak to this more than me, but with COVID uh, accelerated was the fact that we have an unlimited ministry that we have limited with the church walls and buildings, right? right? When you say that yeah. and COVID has shown us, and here's what I mean by that. When these people would come in from out of state, so it started with North Carolina and Montana, then it moved to Virginia. Then it was South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. People would drive one way to be baptized from Orlando and then Tampa. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It started happening. And then the one that took the cake was Maine. 
Right. <laughs> Not one, but, but two, right? But two. Yeah. Chad and Jamie from Maine flew in. And here's what they would say. And this is what the Lord used to really show me. Because some of you right now, let me just say, you're very skeptical of what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And I was too. You know, a year or two ago, I would have been too. You mean to tell me that someone could be a part of a church and not be in the physical building and feel like they're a part of the church? And we'll talk about some of this after the break. How is that even possible? I mean, how could they even connect with you online? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I shared this illustration before, but my son, Rig, um, was he came home one day and we we're eating dinner together. And he said, Daddy, my, uh, my best friend, Mike, and I were talking. I was like, oh, cool, Mike. Does Mike go to class with you? Sit next to you at the, at the uh, middle school. He said, no, 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 no. Mike doesn't go to school with me. He lives in Ohio. Hmm. I said, what are you talking about? He said, no, he's my digital friend. That's what he told me, my digital friend. <laughs> now, from my age group, I had to explain to him what a best friend was. I'm like, Rick, there's no such thing as a digital best friend. What are you talking about? A best friend knows your life and your, and your goals and dreams. He said, no, no, Dad. And he pushed back, and here's where I got it. He said, Dad, no, you don't understand. Mike knows more about me, what I like and what I like to do, than the guy who sits next to me in class. Wow. That was what the first thing the Lord used to show me that the median of the screen or the cell phone does not minimize the ministry of God. Now watch right. this. And Andrew will tell you this. And when we come back from the break, I want to, I want you to share more, but people would come and tell us these stories. Robbie, we watched the baptisms online in Montana or Wyoming or Washington state or Texas or Louisiana. And we were on our knees weeping Mm. with you guys because we sensed the palpable presence of God in our living room. Mm. And that's when I started to realize the ministry of technology is something we either stick our head in the sand and say, we don't want to use it. Or we say this is something God has given us as a vehicle to expand the ministry and share the gospel. Are you struggling with the fatigue of ministry post-COVID? Have you experienced some fruit but hit a plateau in your life or even your church? Could you benefit from a group of like-minded leaders who can help you achieve your God-given potential? Being a church leader is more challenging today than it has ever been, and the pandemic hasn't made it any easier to lead. We now have a whole new set of problems to deal with as church leaders that will require new solutions. With this in mind, we developed the Replicate Collective. This is a close-knit group of church leaders who want to help you and your church unleash your God-given potential. Members of the Collective will interact with premier church leaders, men like Will Mancini, David Platt, Pete Scazzaro, and many others. Members of the collective create catalytic clarity for their church and personal lives. They participate in weekly huddles with like-minded church leaders, and you'll get personal coaching from me and the Replicate team. If you're interested in applying to join the collective or simply want to find out more, head over to replicatecollective.com, replicatecollective.com. We have limited spots, so you want to check it out today. And we're back talking about... The revival going online. And one of the interesting things we were talking about is just a culture in which friendships do take place online. You right. know, as a nearly 50 year old man. Wow. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting on up there, Chris. I'm getting on up there. Uh, I'm only 47. You don't look like it. I, I don't look it. That's good. Uh, but one of the things that's interesting is even I have probably some of my greatest friendships with people that do not live anywhere near me. And we communicate online through texting, through different. Uh, technology chat devices yeah 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 and 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 i think you know hearing about what your son is saying 
but more pertinent to this conversation, knowing that there are people even here in our church who have attended in person who have told you, Pastor, I know you mentioned this, they may never come back. They have in, they're enjoying physically in person. They're here every week, right. digitally online. They're engaging right. with their family. They're engaging with their community. They have a life group. They're attending worship digitally. And so it, it's a mindset shift of how we do ministry and practice. But we are seeing, uh, and Andrew, you can, you can talk uh, speak into that a little bit, uh, just a different shift in, in how our culture operates and, and, and interacts with one another. Right. So with the person pushing back right now and saying, can you really have community online? Can you really grow as a Christian online? Can you really be connected with online at Long Hollow? What's your answer to that? Yeah, so, um, man, you know, I, it took a while for me to process this too. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, man, there's no way that's possible, uh, I feel it. I feel you. You know, I was there a year ago. I would have said that same thing. But now I've experienced it. And now that I've experienced it, I'm 100% behind uh, that it's possible. So uh, let me tell you a quick story. So right before I stepped into this role in July, I was doing a wedding. Uh, and two of the people there attending the wedding uh, were people that the groom had never physically met before, but they've been playing games online for years, just like your son's friends. Uh, and they are they were such good friends that they came to the wedding. And they were in the wedding party. And they were so much a part of this person's life, even though they had never physically met. So right before I stepped into this role, that got my mind thinking, okay, this is actually possible. Like These mm-hmm. are actual friends, even though they have never physically met before. So I step in this role, and I start overthinking absolutely everything, uh, making everything <laughs> so much more complex than it needed and then God hit me like I said earlier that it is not so much different than what we've always done and and this is what I mean by that so we would all say that we don't want somebody to attend physically attend one of our churches Mm -hmm. sit on the back row sit on the front row whatever and never engage in anything else not Mm -hmm. talk to anybody not find their way into a group not grow spiritually we don't want that of anybody but we know that it happens right Right. we know that people slide in the church don't engage with anything else and then leave that's no different than somebody who may be watching online Mm -hmm. i mean what i mean it's it's the exact same thing so Mm -hmm. uh, we want to steward this opportunity of those people watching online so just like when somebody physically comes to your church you have a parking team that is greeting them you have people at the Mm -hmm. doors who are interacting with them you have people following up with them you have people that are pray with them you have all these people in place to help Mm -hmm. engage them and help Mm -hmm. them get connected and grow spiritually we decided, okay, we got to do the same thing online as well. So that same experience follows suit. So when you tune in to Long Hollow online, if you're on our church website, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, there are people there waiting for you. We have a team of volunteers from literally all over the country, Mm -hmm. uh, even some in China, which is crazy, uh, who are there to connect with you and engage with you and welcome you, just like the people in the parking lot and at the front doors. Uh, When you need to pray with somebody, we have people right there ready to pray with you. And what's crazy, Pastor, uh, is that uh, I've never uh, had such an honest conversation with somebody so quickly as I am with people online. Uh, I had one guy follow up with me, and it was simply a new here, right? He wasn't making a spiritual decision, uh, but he he just let us know that he was watching. And in my follow-up with him, I just said, hey, man, how how can I be praying for you? And he went on to tell me uh, just some very intimate things that he's struggling with that, man, I've never had that honest of a conversation with somebody. Uh, maybe, maybe I have, but it took years to get there. But this guy, the first conversation was able to open up about things that he was struggling with. Uh, so we're just seeing that wow. real spiritual growth is happening uh, and people are getting connected. So like I said, we have people volunteering all over the country, people in groups all over the country. Um, and it is possible. Yeah. And you just don't have to overthink it. 
Yeah, I will say this because the, the, the pastor that's saying, well, I'd rather have them come in person, you know, than, than watch online. And obviously, if you have access to go in person and if there's an option, praise sure. God, we want you to go. Obviously, we're not we're not saying that not. But what we're saying is think of the reality of most churches. Mm-hmm. I think the national average would have to be over 50 or 60 or a percent of the congregation is not in a life group, not in a D group, not involved anyway. Right, right. So in your present congregation, pastor, you have at least half the people who are just consumers, right. who are just spectators anyway. Right. So the pushback on, well, they're more involved. Well, let's be honest. Yeah, they drive to the campus, but they're not involved in giving. They're not involved in serving. They're not involved in missions or going. So that's going to happen anyway. I would even say the connective ability percentage wise would be higher online because what happens online is, and Andrew can talk about this. We have a pathway, a journey, a discipleship journey for people online, just like we have for people on campus. Tell, right. tell them about what, what our plan is when someone responds online. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we want to be good stewards of everybody that's watching online. So anytime somebody makes a decision, whether it's a new here, which means they just let us know that they've been watching uh, or they give their life to Christ, so they want to follow through in baptism, whatever, they want to talk to somebody, we follow up with every single one of those decisions within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we that this is key. Like we just want to be the best stewards possible of these people's decisions. Um, so we follow up with them, uh, and we can get them plugged into groups. So just like you can be a part of a physical group, uh, if you come to one of our physical locations, mm-hmm. you can be part of a, a group if you attend online. And what's cool, Pastor, is that uh, there's there's even more options. So you may live somewhere else in the country, and you can be a part of a life group on Zoom. Or you may live somewhere else in the country and you just so happen to watch Sunday service online, but you physically meet with people in your community Mm. and you have that same physical connection as anybody else does. In Mm. fact, uh, your parents are in a life group. Uh, They attend online. Mm -hmm. And what I love about them, uh, they are more involved than I'd say 90% of the people who come here physically. So they they are in a life group. They are in discipleship groups. They are serving uh, they, your mom helps lead our prayer ministry online. So on Wednesday nights, she's Mama Gowdy's on there. One of the hosts, uh, yeah. yeah. She's hosting, and uh, they're praying with people. So here's a funny story about my mom. She, um, I, I love my parent, which is crazy because the, I baptized my entire family in 2010. So prior to 2010, really no spiritual growth right. or anything. They get baptized, and then God begins to work in their life. So really 10 years. Um, and so my mom, when she sees the first wave of the baptisms, the mm. first day, you know, the story is funny, funny. And, uh, she just is so moved by the 99 people who are baptized right. that she says, Robbie, I just feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. I'm going to write a personal handwritten card to every one of these people and every person after this who follows through a baptism, I'm like, wow, mom. And I'm thinking like a normal person, this is great. 99 right. this week, maybe we'll have 20 or 15 the next week. Little did we know what was coming, right? And so at about the 300 mark, my poor mom is right. You know, she's my dad. I'm like, dad, where's mom? She's in the other room, staying up to like 10, writing. I was like, mom, listen, God's going to love you. I love you. You may want to start photocopying these cards and just sign your name. You know, when it hit the 300 mark, the 600 mark. And so, but it's a perfect example of here's a person in a different city 
They never rarely come to the campus, and yet they are more plugged in with Long Hollow than than most in this community who live five minutes down the road. Right. No, you're exactly right. And it's funny you mentioned the letters because I actually got a text from somebody yesterday who received a letter from your sister. <laughs> I was like, that's that's the Gaudis for you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, And that's cool. I mean, they got bigger than she could do on her own. So she started uh, giving other people the opportunity to serve. I'll say it that way. So yes. uh, Miss Kathy started writing cards. Your sister's writing cards. I mean, it's just incredible, the opportunities. And uh, man, I'm just blown away. I'm continuing to be blown away. And, it, you know, it's not just isolated to your family who lives somewhere else to do that. I don't want people to think, oh, well, it's it's Pastor, it's Robbie's family. No wonder they're so engaged. Well, there's about 80 people in Chattanooga. Yeah, exactly. It's about right, 80 bigger. people there, but there's people in West Tennessee. There's about 20, 30 families in West Tennessee, in Arkansas, in St. Louis, in Montana, uh, in Florida, in Maine. I mean, there's pockets of people all over the place who call Long Hollow home. And what's crazy, Pastor, is we've never sponsored an ad and targeted their area. I mean, the Holy Spirit just brought them here, and and now we want to be the best stewards of that we possibly can. We're not saying, hey, you guys need to stop going to your church and join us online. Mm-hmm. We, we, no, they're coming to us, and we're just stewarding this responsibility. And I want to say one thing before we close, and we're going to have to have Andrew back, because I want to yeah. talk about prayer mm-hmm. digitally. Because mm-hmm. our prayer night, yeah, we're going to talk about digital prayer ministry. But I want to say one thing before we go. It's even more of a reason to engage these people digitally online, because here's why. A group of people like my family, let's say, and the people in Chattanooga, they were going or, or, or were part of a larger church in the community. And no offense to a larger church, we're at a larger church. However, in most larger churches, the only thing you get to do as far as service goes is either be a deacon or be a life group or Sunday school teacher. Outside of that, you're just showing up and, you know, you may serve here and there. But when you have a group of people who take ownership of a city, it's almost like a missionary mindset. Like we are going to, we're not part of a mega church. No, this is our community, these 80, 70 people. And we have to own this city and we're going to reach this city. And so they're out doing, you know, last week, my mom's buying this week, buying groceries for the police department. So we're serving our police in Hendersonville and Gallatin. My mom and their group is serving the police in Ringgold and Ottawa and Chattanooga as if they're part of Long Hollow Hendersonville. Yeah, no, it's been pretty incredible. So, well, let me say this to you real quick. So, I, I will say we're Chris. We talk about this all the time mm-hmm. that we're kind of building the plane as we fly, mm-hmm. and we're learning and we're growing and we're figuring this out. Yes. Um, so I say it to say we don't have it all figured out, right. uh, but I love having conversations mm-hmm. with people about this. So if you're out there and you're mm-hmm. trying to start something a digital yeah. ministry at your church, I man, I would love to have a conversation with you and just pass on what we're learning and what mm-hmm. other people are teaching me as we go, and let's advance the kingdom together. Yep, we'll talk about more of that in our next episode because, as usual, we can't get it all into one. So thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and text it to a friend right now. If you enjoyed, also consider giving us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.